Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan. We're live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We appreciate you guys for coming out to it. We got a lot to cover today, Logan. We're going to talk Absolutely. about all the divisional round playoff games. We're going to talk, look forward to the conference championship games this weekend in the NFL. We're going to answer your guys' questions, react to some news. But first and foremost, if you are new to the Call on Our Shop channel, consider clicking that subscribe button down below. We're zooming close to 22,000 subscribers. We appreciate all the new people joining the community. If you want to do us one last favor, go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We have a link down below in the description that has access to I mean, Apple, wherever, the Apple podcast, Spotify, you name it. So go download that if you don't mind. But Logan, how are you doing, my friend? We had a great weekend in football. Absolutely. One of the best weekends in football that I can even remember. It was just, I mean, I was, I have an imprint on the couch. I, I spent so much time just sitting watching football and that's how it should be, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be nagged to do, you know, do chores for my girlfriend or anything. No. Honey, I'm I'm watching football and that and we were treated to such a good product in the NFL this weekend. How are you doing, buddy? You are correct. You are correct. It is a it was a crazy weekend. And as a lot of people might know, I was out of town. I was at a wedding. So yeah. watching these games, I was doing it very sporadically. I still caught up with a bunch of recaps and watched a bunch of highlights and stuff. I did watch the end of basically every single game, which truthfully was pretty much all you really need to watch is every single yeah. game ended on the final play. But talk about a ridiculous weekend. Um you're right. It was. I don't blame you for sitting alone and just, or just sitting on your couch, just kind of sitting back and watching football. We only got three more games on for the rest of the year, so until we get to September, well, August for preseason, but really September. So might as well make the most of it while you're at it. Exactly. No, I I I, I said it last week. We're gonna be so sad when football's over, especially you know football of this you know caliber. I'm just you know we just got to take it in while we still have it. A hundred percent. So uh, let's just start recapping the games and we'll get into people's questions. And then we'll talk about conference yeah. championship. And we're going to start with the first game. I mean, it was the first game on Saturday. Yeah. Your, your beloved Bengals now, um, as they've welcomed you into their fan base, as you put, took mm-hmm. them as your up to pick your clown nose pick of the week. You laid the money on their money line plus 170. And the Bengals come out and with a, just a great win. I mean, I'll give you let you have the floor because you are obviously our Bengals homer now. I know. I look, you know what, as you know, as a Panthers fan, I don't have much to root for. Or be happy in my life. Bengals, I, I'm, I'm jumping on your bandwagon. I told you several weeks ago I'm on your bandwagon. And I still am riding you guys into the ground. I had so much faith in you guys to, to get the job done against the Titans. No sweat bet. No, just kidding. Max sweat. And plus 170. I mean, we got good value on it. So for anybody that was riding, let me know in the comments. Let me know how ecstatic you were to watch the Bengals pull it out because Truthfully, I did a few laps around my living room uh, with the McPherson game-winning field goal. Yeah, you see that Gators banner behind me? Proud Florida Gator, Evan McPherson. The confidence uh, and swagger of the Cincinnati Bengals is unmatched. I mean, really. And now we're setting up a really really good matchup versus the Chiefs. We'll talk about that, you know, in a little bit. But, man, what an incredible game for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Like I said, this team, it, it, it feels like they're already way ahead of where they need to be, right? Already competing in the AFC championship game, getting getting it over the hump against the Titans. Yeah, they looked great. And I would like to put that I did cash the under on Logan mentioning Evan McPherson. The line was four, <laughs> four minutes. He did it easily in the third minute. No sweat <laughs> that. I knew you'd mention him. Um, yeah, yes. I mean, you. I mean, we were talking last week as, you know, we were like, you know, if you're a Bengals fan, you got to be ecstatic with how, you know, Joe Burrow, second year season, you're already into the divisional round, but now you're into the conference championship. Joe Burrow just looks awesome. Jamar Chase, this is where they could put 100 guys on him. And that man, their connection is unreal. Um, The Bengals, it's hard to not root for him this weekend. And we'll talk about them against the Chiefs, a big kind of matchup. What did they play week 16, 17 of the regular season? So 
man, it's going to be a great week. But yeah, shout out to the Bengals. McPherson was a great kick. And truthfully, I have a question for you because you watched more of the game than I did. Um, do you think mm-hmm. the return of Derrick Henry affected this Titans team in a negative way? Uh, no, no, because I mean, Derrick Henry still a greater sign, you know, Foreman. I mean, Foreman had some good runs in there, but you know what? It really just came down to Tannehill. Tannehill, you're not that guy. And truthfully, it doesn't matter if Derrick Henry's back there, if he's back. You know, actually, I think if Derrick Henry wasn't there, we probably would have saw an even worse performance from Tannehill because it would have had to do a little bit more. At the end of the game, you know, there, there's a few quarterbacks in the league that, that you know, if you don't necessarily trust. I've heard from a lot of Titans fans and people that support that team. Ryan Tannehill is the guy that they don't want leading leading them in those you know game winning type drives, and I think he kind of showed it. He started the game as worse as you can possibly have it. That's he true. threw an interception, and then he ended the game <laughs> with an interception too. Quarterbacks like that are are simply just you know not 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 what you want to see. Uh, I mean, I'm a Jets fan, so I certainly understand what that. Yeah, I'm a Panthers like. fan too. Yeah, I've seen so. I, we, we know we know bad QB when we see it. <laughs> Sam Darnold is the only thing. No, 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 no. No talk about Sam Darnold today. We're talking no, no, about not today. Games. More talk about the Bengals as they move on to the conference championship. Yeah. I just want to give them the roses because they really deserve it. And yeah, I, I wouldn't like. I saw Derrick Henry his stats at the end of the game were or at, really weren't you know that impressive. Like 20 carries for 62 yards, but. Tannehill, yeah. I mean, that's what we kind of talked about all year. I mean, I said Tannehill was better than he might get credit for, but man, he did not play well. Probably his worst playoff game of his career. Mm -hmm. Not a great game. You're right. Three interceptions. He had the great throw to A.J. Brown who made a terrific play, but more than that, they really didn't do all too well. And the Bengals defense kind of showed that they're pretty decent, a very underrated squad with Jer- Trey Hendrickson mm-hmm. and obviously Jesse Bates. A really good defense, but they're going to have their, they're going to have their, uh, a plenty of, they got they got a big task coming up against the Chiefs who have been absolutely rolling. We'll talk about them in a second. Let's move wait, on to the wait. second. No, yeah, no, no. Let, last thing about this one though, and we, I mean, how have how have I not mentioned it? Joe Burrow getting sacked nine oh, times yeah. and still winning the game. I mean, that's the bit. That's actually really the probably the biggest storyline. I should have led with that, but I mean, Bengals offensive line, like what the heck are you doing? The offensive line coach. You know, probably should have should should have just left you know the stadium and not travel back. He should have lost his job considering that performance. You don't see in the NFL a horrific performance like that, and your team still winning, which I think is a big you know credit to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Like they, it doesn't matter what they're faced with. They're, you know, Joe Burrow just keeps getting up, and he's just like, yeah, you know what, whatever. Like we're gonna get it done, and they have the swagger. Like I said, McPherson, Joe Burrow, it's contagious. They all just want to smoke victory cigars in the locker room. I. What is not to like about the Cincinnati Bengals? That's what I, I don't have you. a thing, single thing for you, but you're right. That bang, that I mean, I referenced that Titans defensive line saying it was very, you know, a very elite front four. They are, man. They were yeah. looked even. They looked unstoppable. They looked like the <laughs> were, the people, people or purple people here. Like they looked like one of the best defensive lines on on Saturday. And yeah, Joe Burrow. I will give him a newsflash. They are not winning this weekend if they get let Joe Burrow get sacked nine times. Oh. And Joe Burrow will not have a long <laughs> career if he's getting sacked nine times. Oh, so yeah. either way. Bengals, we're proud of you guys. We'll be talking about you in a second. Let's move on to the second game on Saturday, which it felt like every single game just kind of one-upped each other because this one mm-hmm. was a doozy. The 49ers taking down the number one seed, the Green Bay Packers, throwing Aaron Rodgers into a whole mess of retirement things, a whole mess of what are you doing in the offseason, a whole mess of different questions. And the Packers really just came up short for a, who knows, like what, the 10th straight season in a row, the second, the couple straight under Matt LaFleur. 
man, it just it sucks to be a Packers fan. I'm sure you get your high hopes up, and then you know, honestly, they easily should have won this game. I mean, this, they mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, they scored that offensive touchdown the first drive, just went right down the field, touchdown. Then you could not muster up anything else the rest of the game. And the credit to the Niners defense for showing up, and they always seem to have Rodgers' number in the postseason. I think four and zero against him in the playoffs. So. Props to the Niners. Props to their special teams. I know I'm not going to beat beat the special teams thing into your to your mind like Sports Center and all the other things I've been doing all the time. <laughs> but but you, I mean, the special teams do make a big difference. Yeah. And you saw Robbie Gold. Obviously, I mean, he's going to get jinxed one of these days for never missing a playoff field goal. But still, yeah. what a great win for the 49ers and Debo Samuel on like one leg, half a leg. I don't even know what how, how many mm-hmm. injuries he has. I'm sure he's still in an ice bath after the game right now as we speak. But man, what a game for the 49ers. How'd you like this one? Well, again, you you said it right. Every single game leading up to this weekend just got better and better. This game was one of those games, though, that I was just sitting on the couch. And like you said, Packers scored quick. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, I just kind of had that feeling of, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't going to be good, San Fran. I don't trust you. And then then San Fran, just being a gritty team that the Niners are, they just said, you know what? We're just going to we're just going to do our best. We're going to keep, you know, stick to our game plan. Exactly. And what happened? I love it when teams have that identity and they just stick to it. Their identity is line up Debo Samuel in the backfield and or, you know, or Eli Mitchell. And we're just going to we're going to ground and pound you. We're going to put Trent Williams, probably one of the best offensive linemen in the league. We're going to have him just do lots, all sorts of cool pull plays and line up in the backfield. And if I'm a defensive back or if I'm a linebacker, and I see Trent Williams come at me, I'll make it a business decision of just getting on the ground, trying, trying to chop out his legs because it, it is. It's such a physical team that I, I mean, the, the Niners told the Packers, "This is what we're going to do." The Packers really didn't didn't have any answers, you know, in the second half when they needed to make those stops. The big third down and seven play that that we were talking about then with, with Debo Samuel, he got those seven yards. He, he got what he needed to get because that's just the Niners, you know, motto pretty much this year. You know, it's not going to. They don't win pretty. Jimmy G is not a, a sexy, you know, statistic quarterback. Maybe, maybe Lux. No, wait, pause. No. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, pause. We got to end the recording. DOS after dark, baby. <laughs> no, we got to gotta pause that one. But no, uh, in, in reality, the Niners, the, the, this this win was a lot to me more about what the Niners did and the Packers rather than the Packers not doing. Because, I mean, this is football, right? V- victory was was snatched by the Niners. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The Niners, I mean, what did Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have his first completion until like halfway through the second quarter? Like exactly. their offense was abs- obsolete. They didn't have anything going for him, but, you know, they still kept grounding and pounding. That's exactly what they do. Debo Samuel have another great game. That's what they do. They're just going to grind it out. And uh, they got a big matchup against the Rams this weekend. You know, obviously two teams that face each other every single, twice every single year. So they have a lot of history together, but I think it's more about the Packers and just what we've seen out of them the past couple of years. And so I know we'll be talking about the Packers a lot more. We don't need to necessarily talk about them, you know, talk about their offseason right now because we have, you know, seven more, eight more months before we see them Mm -hmm. again. And their whole roster could be completely different. But I did say a couple of weeks ago that that I felt like this could be the final season. We could see Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. I think that's a possibility now, just like it might be for Tom Brady, which uh, if you have nothing else for this game, we can roll right into the next one. Yeah, let's roll right in. And that'll be the Rams versus Buccaneers. And we do not know at the moment if Tom Brady's going to retire after this game. If he does, you know, we'll obviously react to him on whenever podcast that happens, if that ever does. But yeah, it kind of seemed like he, what he was saying after the press conference on his podcast, it all seemed like he was kind of like, this might be the end for me, you know, you know, it might not be, you know, fully there and he doesn't want to go out and lead a team if he's not 100% committed. But more on this game and 
first off, the Rams, they get a lot of credit for coming out and just absolutely putting the pedal to the metal and taking down the Buccaneers. And then Tom Brady said, well, not so fast. And they came back and just Mike Evans, big touchdown, burning Jalen Ramsey. And it was a great game. And I was watching this one at the wedding. I swear about like 10, there was about 18 tables at the wedding. And there was probably like six, six guys at like some of the tables just with the game up on their phone. And it was like <laughs> raise their hands. Like whenever something would happen good for the Bucks, because we're all, it was in Florida. So obviously a lot of them are Bucks fans are rooting for that team. And it was funny to watch to seeing all the people. Some people were on like a delayed stream. So some were like raising their hands. Other people were like, what the, and then the next one, they would raise their hand. It was a very crazy <laughs> game. And you know, it stinks as a, you know, as a bang bandwagon Bucks fan, uh, I was rooting for him, but I can't be mad at Matthew Stafford and his performance. I mean, the Bucks did have a blown coverage to give Cooper Cup, uh, Cooper Cup the legend, a wide open, what, 40, 40 yard catch at the end of that game, setting up Matt yeah. Gay for the, the winner. But man, that was a great game. And it was just like all the other games. It's like it almost won up that 49ers Packers game. And I don't really know what to make much of this Rams team. I think a lot of people are now mm-hmm. kind of believing into the hype more so than they might have been like four weeks ago when Matthew Stafford was struggling. Obviously, they got this big uh, matchup against the 49ers this weekend. What's your takeaway on this one? First of all, not non-football related. I'm going to throw a flag on the play for having a wedding during the NFL playoffs. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just going to say that uh, when if and when I, I do get married, I, I will not. I will guarantee you I will not have it during the NFL playoffs. But that that's unrelated. But no, truthfully, look at looking at looking at this game and how it finished out. My big takeaway was, look, the, the Rams are finally what I think preseason we we expected from them, right? Preseason expectations for the Rams were super high. You know, you 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 subtract Jared Goff, you add Matt Stafford, and you expect them to be able to put up thirty points against a you know a, a formidable Bucks defense. But, I, I mean, can we talk about Cooper Cup, Cup enough? I mean, the buddy has like a force field around him, right? Defenders get near him, and they just they just repel off of each other, and he's just always open. doesn't matter what, what route he's running. It's it's insane, but yeah, tr- truly. But And then if, if we're talking about the Bucks side, look, I mean, h- hell of a comeback. I mean, that's that's what Tom Brady does. No lead is safe, right? How many – truthfully, I, I wonder how many people live bet Bucks Because, truth, I, w- I, was, I was looking at it, and I was like, I was like, "Ooh, plus twenty five hundred on the money line. That's just tempting." Like, if the, if that game went in an overtime, look, I, I all bets are off. I could see Tom Brady winning it. The Rams made a, enough mistakes to keep the Bucks even in the game, right? Cam Akers fumbling the ball twice. Yeah, I mean, Cam Akers. That's 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 not too hot. I mean, I don't know what what sort of confidence he's going to have going into next week because I mean, you fumble the ball twice, you pretty much should ride the bench. I mean, that's that's you let them back into the game. But and then Cooper Cup fumbled. You know, Matt Stafford had the bad snap. There was a lot of errors on the Rams side. They weren't playing as crisp as they needed to to even keep the Bucks in the game. But I mean, they got it. They did get it done. I I, I didn't I didn't have a ton of faith in Matt Stafford if I if I'm being honest to to go lead that game winning, you know, field goal drive, but he did it. And I think that's a big monkey off his back. Yeah, I feel like that's what we've seen out of Stafford his whole career. You know, those crazy like runs with, yeah, you have 15 seconds, get down the field kind of thing. Very similar yeah. to Patrick Mahomes, which we'll talk about in a second, which is a ridiculous game. All right, left more on that later. But yeah. yeah, Matthew Stafford, I felt like he's done it so much in the regular season. Everyone knows he's one of those clutch guys that can lead those game-winning drives. But I do think it was something like arguably the biggest moment in his career, hands down. I mean, there's oh, nothing yeah. better than being able to lead that drive against the greatest of all time quarterback ever that we've ever seen. So Perhaps the Rams for getting that win. Now we'll see if how motivated they are for this weekend. I assume they'll be pretty motivated, but against their divisional rival. But man, that game had to take a lot out of them. 
And we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. I mean, both these two teams, you're right. The Rams gave them the, every single opportunity they possibly could. They tried to hand it to them. We're like, hey, we'll get, keep giving you the ball back. No, we won't. We don't want to score points. But yeah, the man, that was a wild game. And we'll see what happens to Tom Brady. Obviously, the the Bucks defense didn't play all that well, but you know, he can't win many games giving up 30 points. But now the Rams, they control their destiny. They have both mm-hmm. of the final two games at home if they so please want to win this game, which is in SoFi uh-huh. Stadium. And then the Super Bowl is obviously in SoFi Stadium as well. We'll see. I mean, that's exactly the recipe that the Bucks had last year. They won the Super Bowl in their home stadium, which had never, ever happened. So it'd be ironic that after never happening, it would finally happen back-to-back years. That's just how the <laughs> NFL is. But, yeah. man, what a game. Yeah, no, it was – It was. I, I think – This game finally lived up to the hype, you know, in the second half, because I mean, the first half was a a bit of a snooze fest, right? It was one sided. But you know what? When when it came down to it, Matt Stafford, he made the plays that he had to make. Didn't do too much. And I, you know, kudos hats off to the Rams. I mean, I would like to point out that the wedding ceremony was during the first half. So I didn't really miss out on a whole lot. I mean, honestly, I didn't even want to watch it. The second half towards like the reception, getting on the dance floor, you know, you can dance and boogie down and still be watching. It's all you can ask for. They should have had it. They should have had like a jumbotron type thing, like set up there. Come on, they know better. I they know, know they had an open bar. They had an open bar, so at least that. You know, All right, I'll cut them a break there. At least <laughs> that paid off for something. Um, but either way, either way, we're moving on to the final game, which it felt like those three games didn't even compare to this one: the Bills versus the Chiefs. One of the best games. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. was looking forward to this matchup. Obviously, two teams that feel like they're always on a collision course every single year at the end. And, man, it felt like this should have been, like, the AFC championship game. Obviously, we'll have another game this weekend. But, man, this game was crazy. And I want you to give your takeaway because, oh, brother. I I watched the end of this one, and I first have to say, shout out to my man Gabe Davis. You guys see the UCF pennant thing behind (laughs) my head, man. Gabe Davis, first ever receiver to ever have four touchdowns. I loved Gabe Davis. I watched him growing up. Well, I watched him in college as I went to UCF while he was still there. I knew he would be good in the NFL. I knew he was underrated, but. Four touchdowns, man, what a game for Davis. And the Bills come up short. I know you can talk about the overtime rules and maybe they'll get – I mean, you, it's ironic that the Chiefs a couple, a couple years back said they wanted, you know, kind of like a, a different sort of thing where you couldn't just end it on the first possession, which now ironic that that's how this game ends for the Chiefs. But still, one of the best games I think we saw all season long. Oh, of course. And there's there's a lot of people that might be prisoner of the moment saying the best football game they've seen all time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's up there, right? It's definitely up there because you see the future of the AFC right before your eyes. You know, the Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes, they're not going anywhere, right? The, F, the, rest, of the rest of the AFC needs to take notice because they're going to be there probably in this championship game, at least one of the two, most, most years, right? And when I'm looking at this game, the explosion of points just happened out of nowhere because I I, I know for for a fact you had the under in this one. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I do know. I, I do oh, wait, know for, I forgot to say. I forgot to say on the last one. Uh, shout out to OBJ for cashing his over and receiving our second straight week for the community. Yeah, yeah, I had the yeah. under, and I'm and I would like to say you guys are welcome for taking the under. Yeah, you. Yeah, well, well, more more on that when we get to the clown nose segment. But I mean, you're you 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 had an explosion of points out of nowhere, and it's it only made sense that you had the under in this one. But I mean, what 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 could be said about Patrick Mahomes that hasn't already been said? He 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 can make any throw, you know, to any receiver. Tyree Kill was really the difference in this game, though, because. You looked at the Bills' secondary; they had no answer for him, right? He he was just a speed demon. It, the, he caught the ball in sort of angles that the DBs just 
truly didn't matter what angle they took. They couldn't compete with his, his speed straight straight down the field. I mean, it was it was incredible. Travis Kelsey, of course, the the Mahomes to Kelsey connection for the for the game winning touchdown in overtime. It was incredible. And for the people out there that are, are saying, you know, change the overtime rules and stuff like that. No, I'm going to push back on this because you know what? In the NFL, you know you know the rules before you, put, you even play the game. So, like, get get that garbage out of here. Defense is part of the game. If if, if the Bills' defense, which was ranked the, the best defense, you know, in, in the NFL in season long, if they just would have made a stop, you know, kept Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone, then Josh Allen would have got the ball. But you know what? It was a classic case of both defenses were fatigued as, as the game ended, and with whichever team ended up with the ball last was most likely scoring a touchdown. Now the, the bills defense didn't rise up to the occasion and they gave up that, you know, the play that was talked about, you know, pretty much how, how they even got into field goal range. Yeah. How do you not do that? Right. How do you not squib kick it? We don't, we don't talk about special teams a lot on here, but how do you not squib kick it and at least take, you know, three, four seconds off the clock. But I mean, there's a lot that could be said about this game, but I was just, I was just truly happy as a football fan. Uh, to watch those two quarterbacks going at it. Yeah, and I agree with that. You know, as a Bills fan, you got to be a little bit demoralized, a little bit, you know, we're this close. And sure, you can maybe blame some refs and things like that. But yeah, that defense did not look good. Not defense. Like I talked about in my video, it's number one rated defense all season long. Yeah. So it's unfortunate for him. Now, it's unfortunate for a guy like me who's a fan of the Jets. And you look at this, I mean, not to bring a lot of Jets talking, but we got Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, and Joe Burrow all in the AFC. So, well, I might as well wish away another 15 years of Jets football. <laughs> so we have zero chance beating those guys. So. Hey, at least you don't have Tom Brady in the AFC anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. For now, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, this was just an iconic game. And you could point to a lot of different things. Like, should the I mean, the Chiefs, it's hard to get down the field in 13 seconds. That shouldn't be done yeah. too often. And, you know, Josh Allen, per what I said in my video, I took Devin Singletary's under and rushing te- attempts, a no-sweat bet. They didn't run the ball at all. They said, Josh Allen, you're our RB1 and our QB1 yeah. and wide receiver while you're at it. And, man, it was – I feel bad for Bills fans. Is kind of what we talked about last week on the podcast. We both were riding with the Chiefs saying, you know, it just feels like it's the Chiefs' time, but the Bills' time is coming. And it's mm-hmm. – Bills' time could be – could have been this year, could be next year. I mean, they're going to be winning these games sooner or later. But – We'll see what they do this offseason, maybe try to bolster up their squad. But man, it was this was this was the win by the narrowest of margins. I mean, there's nothing else really the Bills could have done. Their defense could have stepped up and not allowed 42 points. That probably would have helped. But <laughs> I mean, you talk talk about just one of the iconic games in NFL history, one that will be remembered. And it really was just the divisional round game. So oh man, I just go back to Bills fans ultimately. Four touchdowns in the final two minutes, right? It wasn't wasn't that something like that? Yeah, like for for yeah, exactly. So it, it's it, it was it was a truly insane, uh, you know, insane game. I, I mean, we could talk about we could have a whole podcast just about the game because there's so much to unwrap. But I mean, Bills, fear not, your time is coming because you have a good enough squad. But you know, Stephon Diggs, I, he that that to me was a little bit of a disappointing performance. I know the coverage focused on him and, and Gabe Davis absolutely feasted, but. You know what? Maybe maybe Stefan Diggs could have done a little bit more. Just saying, like, I mean, every everyone knows the the picture of Stefan Diggs last year. Uh, you know, looking at the Arrowhead celebration. I know, I know. If you were to put a mic in front of his face, he he probably if he was being candid, he would say, "Yeah, like, I got to do more than what seven yards, something like that." Yeah. So. No, that's unfortunate. So we'll we'll get into these these matchups in a second. But first, we got to react to some news that just happened today as we film the podcast yeah. on Tuesdays. 
Sean Payton, no longer the Saints head coach. I put that at the bottom of the screen, no longer the Saints head coach. Technically, you could say he retired, but he did say he said he didn't like the retired words. So we're just going to say he's no longer the Saints head coach, which is crazy <laughs> to think about, As especially as you. I mean, you're a Panthers fan. And basically, as long yes. as you can remember, Sean Payton's mm-hmm. always been the head coach, always demoralizing your Saints week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Because now they've well, obviously lost Drew Brees, and then the next year lost Sean Payton to Saints. Yeah, fans. exactly. Welcome to the bottom of the NFC South, Saints fans. Like, it, it, join us. There's there's room down here with the Dirty Birds and my Panthers. And if Tom Brady eventually retires, then the NFC South is going to be back full circle. Remember, it was one of the worst divisions in football maybe like four or five years, probably like six years ago when the eight and eight Carolina Panthers made the playoffs. I think that's what our record was, but that that's kind of the cyclical trend we're getting. And you know what? Sean Payton is just one of those football geniuses, right? With Drew Brees, you know, they, they had an absolute, you know, a great, a great mini dynasty, right? I mean, they only won one Super Bowl, but Sean Payton was always getting his team in the playoffs. And I think it's really interesting how you said, you know, he's, he's just stepping away from football. He's not ruling out, you know, retiring. I'm done. Because maybe, maybe, just maybe goes to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just saying, right? He's got the Dallas Cowboy roots. I know Jerry Jones would love to have him as an upgrade over Mike McCarthy. For real, that would be an instant. Cowboys are a, content, are a for real contender if they were to get Sean Payton. But I don't want to talk about the Cowboys enough. But Sean Payton, you know, you know, heck of a career. And you know what? You you won't be missed uh, here, you know, with, with Carolina Panthers fans. Adios. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, it was surprising news broken by Rapsheet, I believe, uh, Ian Rappaport on Twitter. But yeah, but I didn't expect it. But you can't blame him. They don't have much. They got he signed Taysom Hill that big extension. That's it. That is the ultimate bro move. You know, you got this guy, you're like, Taysom, <laughs> you're like my son. Here's a big bag. I'm out of here. <laughs> I just set you up. But, but yeah, you're right. It was a. Uh, it was uh, crazy to see. We'll see exactly, you know, maybe he goes into broadcasting booth. Maybe he does something else. Yeah. But either way, Sean Payton, congrats on everything, all your success, and we wish you all the best in the future. So let's move on before we get into this conference championship games. We had yeah. a question from the man, Donnie Durag, always commenting on our uh, on the podcast, always commenting on our NBA videos and whatnot. And he asked that the boys over at COS ever do any live betting. So I have a live betting strategy, but I want you to kind of take, take – uh, give your kind of take because i know we're always talking yeah. during the games like oh should we sprinkle on this team and this that team i'm curious mm-hmm. what your thoughts are well well donnie i i appreciate the question because donnie to be honest this is the most this is the the way i i bet i i bet a lot on live betting and i'm you know to give myself a pat on the back i think i'm pretty good at it i mean i when i'm when i'm watching when i'm watching these games i'm always like is there value you know in this team that just, you know, caught a bad break or, you know, you just, just went down early. Like, do, do I see, see them coming back? And I mean, even like I just mentioned with the Bucks, like plus 2,500, I know those odds. Cause I was sitting there watching and it's going, Hmm, worth a sprinkle. I didn't end up putting a sprinkle on it. Cause I thought the fix was in for the Rams. I, I just, there's a lot of factors on that one, but I'm just saying like, like when, whenever I'm live betting, I'm, I'm just always looking at teams and in football, you know, some like I'll speak with football, you know, specifically because I don't really live bet baseball. That's that's weird. I don't do that. But I, it, like with football, it's like it's it's so easy to me, you know, as somebody that played football. If I if I just see one team just absolutely dog and, you know, the offensive or defensive line, just, you know, get it, getting, you know, advantages up there. It's just really clear to me to see that that's going to be a trend sustained through the whole game. And, yeah, you know, the team that's doing that, boom, live bet based on their performance. 
maybe I maybe I double down, triple down. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Um, I don't do a whole lot of live betting, Mr. Donnie Durag, but my live betting strategy this year in the NBA has been, and it's undefeated, I promise you that. Uh, if you see uh, Joel Embiid's Sixers down at halftime, you just take Joel Embiid's over in points because that man will come out of halftime and say, Tyrese Maxey, sit down. Tobias Harris, sit down. Seth Curry, sit down. Danny Green, Furkin, Korkmaz, sit down. All the shots are going to Joel Embiid. You saw that exact same thing. Same thing happened when they played the Magic a couple days ago, and he had, what, 24 points in the first half. They were down by, what, like seven to eight points against the Magic, and the live bet was like 38 and a half. I, I was texting you, Logan. I was like, Handing out free money here. And of course, he ends with like 47 points. He scores like 23 in the third quarter because he just yeah. came out and shot every single shot. And that's Joel Embiid, one of the best players in the NBA. So that's something I normally target. Obviously, normally the only thing that really holds back Joel Embiid this, these days are blowouts, really. So Joel Embiid, one of the best in the NBA. And I don't do a lot of betting in the, like live betting in terms of NFL, but there are some lines that you can take advantage of. And, you know, sometimes you're on the, bat, the right side. Sometimes you're on the bad side. I mean, things happen. Teams blow leads. It's not outside the realm of possibility. So I would expect if a team gets up this weekend in a conference championship game, maybe consider live betting the other side, maybe taking the points. We yeah, don't see a lot of blowouts in conference championship games mm -hmm. that I can imagine. No, but imagine yeah. if a team like the Chiefs come out and score a touchdown opening possession, that live bet might go up to like nine and a half, ten and a half points, mm -hmm. as opposed to the seven that they're getting right now for the Bengals. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. There's always, to me, value on the live bet spreads, especially if it's a team that you're already taking the points and you're like, yeah, sure, they they just went down early. You if you have that supreme confidence level in them to not only cover the original spread, but now also the the extra points that they're getting, you boom, worth the sprinkle. I I will you know I will caution against live bet over unders like full games. I'm so bad at those. Don't ever ask me if if you want to. You, you should ask me, and I'll give you my opinion. And you go fade that because that's the winner. Because whenever I'm watching an NFL game, like I was watching the Chiefs versus you know Bills this weekend, and and you know the the live bet under kept looking good to me because I'm like these two teams in the first half and even in the third quarter a little bit were a little bit stagnant, and then boom, <laughs> point explosion happened, and that that bet would have been sunk. But uh, yeah, player prop. Uh, live bets are are really interesting though. You brought up Joel Embiid's like that 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 could be a really good strategy for some people, you know, based on game script alone. Yeah, and there's different things you can kind of strategize on. Like if you're talking about, you look at teams that are have the potential that not only have a good starting lineup but also a good bench. And let's say they're up by 15 points, and you know their star player. Let's say Donovan Mitchell is still in the game. You know, not necessarily having the best game. They're up 15, and you just see them kind of going on a run. So you don't mind like live betting his unders because there's a good chance they go on like a 10-0 run and the next thing you know you got Donovan Mitchell out for the rest of the game as they're up yeah. 25 points so that's some things you can target obviously not 100% success rate um they, I mean live betting is tough the lines are normally pretty sharp but if you're watching the game and you're kind of getting a good feel a guy that I know we have targeted in live betting is a guy like Devin Booker because you look mm -hmm. at Booker you know one he's going to shoot a ton but if he gets you know those first couple shots to go in well there boom you got 10 more shots coming your way because he's not going to yeah. keep stop shooting so he's one of those guys that I like to look at if we're taking talking about a over for points, a live bet kind of thing. It's hard for me to, you know, post them and count them towards my record for my NBA videos because I know a lot of people don't follow us on Twitter, which if you aren't following us on social media, go follow us down below. All the links at Colin or Shot. Trying to hit 10,000 on TikTok. Unrelated. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, it, it's a cool thing. And maybe I'll start doing some live bets in the future. But I think without further ado, let's hop into Sunday's conference championship games. And boy, Thank oh boy, you. these are, I mean, two of the last three games we got in the NFL. We got to start with the first one. 
Bengals and the Chiefs. Chiefs are seven-point favorites over under 54 points. Obviously, at Arrowhead, Cincinnati Bengals on the road to kick off 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Logan, the floor is yours. The floor is mine because you know what? For me to ride the Bengals as hard as I have and just to jump off now, that would just be that would be a flag on the play. That would be just a crime, uh, you know, against all everything I believe in. So I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus seven and a half in this one. I'm gonna buy the extra half point because if this game, you know, does end in in a in a touchdown type format, I, I'll go ahead and just take the extra half point because I think value-wise, being minus 120 at the time we're recording this video on FanDuel, I, I think that's value enough for me. Look, last week I'm with, with with a clown nose on the line. I trusted the Bengals to not only you know cover the spread, but also win outright. I said you can keep the points, Vegas. Well, this weekend I want the points and I want the extra little half point. I think I, I think the Cincinnati Bengals team is just here. You know, they've gotten hot at the right time. What what I said even going into the playoffs, I was like, I like teams that that, that just get on these confident runs. And I mean, is there a team? Playing more confident than the Cincinnati Bengals right now, maybe, maybe the maybe the Chiefs a little bit. I don't know, but it's it's going to be a really really great showdown. You know, you've you've got the the uh, future of the AFC, Joe Burrow, and the present, and and potentially also future Pat Mahomes. I mean, it's 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 going to be it's going to be such a great matchup. I and and I do think the Bengals, given plus seven and a half, I'll go ahead and take them. Do, doesn't scare me that it's at Arrowhead. I respect that pick. And we think about this matchup. I mean, obviously these two teams just played and the, the Bengals did win that game. And granted that was mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Jamar Chase had 266 receiving yards. So we'll see exactly, you know, I know his line this week's 82 and a half receiving yards. We'll see what the chiefs do to kind of try to limit that. So maybe, maybe the triple team him. I don't know if that will work either way, but we'll exactly see. Cause this is an awesome matchup. Obviously, you know, you talked about the Bengals. They've overachieved this season. I mean, I'm sure people in that locker room, they say they aren't haven't overachieved, but in terms of the public eye, They've overachieved. People did not expect them to see them in the AFC championship game. And then you look Mm -hmm. at the Chiefs. People are like, all right, well, it's another year, another Patrick Mahomes in the conference championship. This is what he's been doing last several seasons. And I'm excited for this game. Um, I hope it's closer than the seven-point spread. It's very a little bit fishy that they're given a seven-point spread in this game. But I like the Bengals, too, with you. I won't jinx you and squad ride with you. Um, I I don't want to give an official pick in this one. Maybe I do. I have a separate video for this one. But – I like this game, uh, the over under 54 points. Who knows where this will go? Hopefully it goes over. So maybe I'll take the under for everyone just to <laughs> give us a good game. Just because I've been absolutely brutal and spreads and over unders pretty much all season. But because uh, we went player props were three and one last week, but spreads and over unders 0 and two. So what, what can you do about that? But either way, yeah. this is going to be a matchup that we will likely see again in the postseason and probably maybe next year. Uh, a matchup of two QBs that are two of the most fun to watch. Two guys that have a lot of respect, a lot of confidence and Really just, it's just awesome to watch out on the football field every single Sunday. So this is going to be a great game. Personally, mm-hmm. I'll be rooting for the Bengals just because I like to see new teams in the Super Bowl and things of that nature. So I'll root Me for too. the Bengals to win this one. Can they do it? I don't necessarily know. But I do want to give some credit to that Bengals defense, because which has really stepped up. I mean, we talked about they got a solid front four. I mean, people don't give them enough credit. Trey Hendrickson, one of the best signings in the offseason. And Jesse Bates Definitely. in the secondary playing decently. They're going to have to stop. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I don't even care about the run game because they ain't running it. They're running it with Patrick Mahomes scrambling. That's all the rushing yards <laughs> they're going to get. So maybe we'll look at some unders for rushing yards for, for the Chiefs. But, man, this is going to be a great game, and I'm excited for it, 3 p.m. Eastern. Who day nation? You know, I if if I, I, I'm going to go ahead and put this out here. If the Bengals win this game and go to the Super Bowl, I will 
I will buy myself a Joe Burrow. I don't know if I can commit to a full like NFL jersey of Joe Burrow, but maybe a maybe a jersey, like a shirt jersey. But be, because I just truly do love this Bengals team uh, so much, and and I mean, you talked about let, let's talk about a little bit about the last time they these two teams played. Yes, maybe maybe you longtime podcast listeners will remember that I picked the Bengals as my upset pick way back when they they played. I said, you know what, they can go toe to toe with the Chiefs. They were like plus. Nearly 200, I want to say on the money line, something like that. But it was it was a it was a great win for the Bengals because they showed exactly what you know a lot of people can't do. You can't outscore the Chiefs. You can't if you if you can't if you're playing from behind against Patrick Mahomes. A lot of teams just fall behind and they can't come back. Bengals aren't one of those teams because Jamar Chase had you know a hell of a game. What what would you say his stat line was 200 something uh, 11 yards? 11 for 266 and three tuds. I mean, incredible stats for Jamar Chase, but I mean, they have other guys too. That's the that's the thing about this time of year. They they have they still have the threat of Joe Mixon, both running the ball and receiving. Joe Mixon, one of the better receiving backs in the league. They've got Tyler Boyd. They've got T. Higgins. They got even Uzama at tight end. All of those are are weapons. And if that Chiefs secondary plays like how they played against Josh Allen, giving up some big explosive plays, this game could get dangerous for the Chiefs, especially if. If Daniel Sorensen is out there rather than Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew left that game, I think concussion or, or some, or some sort of injury of that, of that magnitude. I don't know what his status is uh, for this game, but you know what, that's, that's how you, that's the, the Bengals path, you know, to victory in this one, or at bare minimum, a cover for me. Um, I would like to come out here and say I'm calling my shot. And this weekend, CJ Uzoma is getting into the end zone. No idea the value on it, but I think he's doing it. I believe he probably went to tight end university with Travis Kelsey. So, you know, he's got to come out and show him a couple (laughs) tricks that he learned. And you're right, Daniel Sorensen could be out there. And that man is barbecue chicken on defense. Likely the guy that will guard with CJ Uzoma. And I cannot imagine. I still think Jamar Chase has a good game because it's hard to kind of stop a guy that's going to get 12 targets a game. But there is no way. I just don't see the Chiefs letting Jamar Chase beat him again. I mean, he would single-handedly basically beat them last time. Joe Burrow would just hike it. And even though he had nine guys on, he just throw it down the field to Jamar Chase, and they always connected. So I imagine yes. we see a lot of double coverage. They're going to need guys like T. Higgins, C.J. Uzoma, Tyler Boyd, all to have pretty good games and step up when, when the team needs it. Because this team, I mean, this could be a shootout for all we know. If the Chiefs could get up early, we could see Joe Burrow throwing it a bunch. Spoiler on maybe some player props that we got coming your way. Yeah. I heard you got a player prop for the people though, Logan. Yeah, I I I do have a player prop in this one. And you know what? It it's it's about it's about what you just said, Joe Mixon. I'm taking his under 60 and a half rushing yards. Uh I don't know the exact odds in this, probably minus 110-ish. I don't I don't know. But I was looking at FanDuel and I was looking at some of the player props and I was like, you know, what sticks out to me? Well, first of all, the Cincinnati Bengals don't run the ball enough to to where I even think Joe Mixon could get this. You know, God forbid they're playing from behind in this one. Joe Mixon definitely won't hit 60 and a half rushing yards. I think that's going to be a, a, a tough task uh, for him. The Chiefs, you know, front front four is pretty decent. I mean, Devin Singletary, what do you have, like 10 carries for 26 yards? I mean, he yeah. he, 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 he cast your, your rushing attempt under as a no-sweat bet. I think the formula for the Chiefs, a lot of these teams look at it and they get impatient. They, 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 they know Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball, they're like, we can't just be grinding it out for two, three yard carries. We need to get those explosive, you know, 10, 15 yard chunk plays. And I mean, think, I think that's what the Bengals are going to try to do. I think it's, it's too easy to pick the under, which is why I'm doing it. It might be a little bit of a sucker play. I mean, player props are more year round than, than mine, but I, I, I do think, you know, 60 and a half, that's, that's a number that's, that's still, a, you know, a, a pretty decent number. And I mean, the, the last, last time these two teams faced, Mixon didn't even hit the over in that one. So, 
I'm just saying I it's it's a prop that I, that's definitely on my radar. Yeah, I like the play. I'm curious exactly what the uh, offensive game plan will be for Cincinnati this week. Obviously, they don't want to get into a shootout. That's not something you want to do with the Chiefs, but sometimes it's not up to your control. If Pat Mahomes and the company, which their offense has been firing on all cylinders with 42 points in each playoff game so far this season, as mm-hmm. this, this year, it's hard to really say, well, Joe Mixon, hey, we're going to give you 25 carries because that's just not going to be the nature of the game. So mm-hmm. I'm curious exactly how Joe Mixon I don't plays out. I don't, maybe we see a little bit more receiving yards out of him this week. Mm-hmm. I believe he cashed his receiving yards over in like the first drive of their last game against the Titans because I think it was 19 and a half. He had like a 21-yard reception. Yeah. Um, but either way, we'll see exactly. Joe Mixon might be more of like a live play if you're going to take one. If you see the Chiefs start to go up early, you just know they're probably going to abandon the run. I just imagine they want to put the hands in Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's well, the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, as opposed to you know saying let's ground and pound. I mean, their offensive line just looked terrible, but maybe that's because they abandoned the run. They didn't run it much with Joe Mixon. They didn't keep the team off their. They didn't get the defense like off their toes. It was just like, hey, we're dropping back and throwing it with Joe Burrow, and that's true. Where they drop back with him like 46, 46 times. I mean, I had his over in pass attempts, and it shouldn't have even even been close. But he was sacked so many dang times instead of throwing it away that it got <laughs> yeah. it was close and came down to the last drive. It was like that last throw cashed for for a lot of people that had 36 and a half, which was ridiculous. But well, look, I mean, you you said it. They're, they are going to have to, you know, do some sort of balance to this game, dropping back as many times as they did against the Titans. Yes, that offensive line was just straight up exposed. Please, Bengals, please block better than that. You are professional athletes, right? A lot of, you know, a lot of the, the mistake or potential mistake in the offseason for a lot of people was not drafting Panay Sewell on that offensive line. You're going to get Joe Burrow killed. Well, Jamar Chase has panned out quite nicely, but they still have a lot of, you know, needs to figure out on that offensive line. You got to do it right before playing Kansas City. Please do that. And I'll feel okay about our Bengals because, yeah, I'd like to see some new blood in the Super Bowl too, as, you know, non Chiefs fans. It would be really cool to see the Bengals end up there. Yeah, and on the same side, you can't be mad if the Chiefs make it because they're one of yeah. the most fun teams to watch. But yeah, we'll they be rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. We all aboard the Bengals hype train. If they hopefully they can uh, keep this game close, give us a great one, and we'll ride with them into the ground. Um, let's move on to the second game, the NFC National Champ or National Conference Championship game. 49ers Rams, two teams that obviously play each other often. The 49ers are three and a half point underdogs on the road in LA, taking on the Rams over under 46 and a half points. I'm going to waste no more time and get into it because you already gave your clown nose pick of the week. You're taking Bengals plus seven and a half. And per usual, I got to wear this because last week I took the under. I took the under in the Bills Chiefs game and I deserve this. But this week, changing my coin and all the 49ers fans, I'm sorry for this. Because we're taking the 49ers plus three and a half, and we're riding with them into the ground. Now, sure, on paper, you might say the Rams are the pick here. Why? Because their defense is rolling. Their offense is rolling. But no, I say not so fast. Jimmy G stinks, and he hasn't been that great last week, but he's going to step it up. He can't possibly play worse than last week, and this defense is absolutely rolling. And look, the Buccaneers' defense was terrible last week. It forced a couple turnovers, which limited the Rams to not scoring 50 points on them because Cam Akers fumbles on like the two-yard line. That's not going to work today against the 49ers, one of the best defenses in the league. Their front four has been absolutely demolishing teams, especially you looked at Aaron Rodgers. They demolished him. You look at the first round in the playoffs. Won that game too. I love the 49ers. I love the three and a half points. The Rams plus minus three and a half. Complete sucker bet. Robbie Gold, best kicker in the NFL. You, you have my word. Maybe Evan McPherson. He deserves some credit. As we're yeah. career. But still, I love the 49ers in this one. Take them plus three and a half. Lock it in. Now, now, are you confident enough to t- to say keep the points, take them out, right? No. 
No. Okay. No. All right. No, I didn't I just... like. I'm not. I don't have a uh, that big of balls. I do not. No. <laughs> no hey, I, you know, you know what? Yeah. Some see. Sometimes you're just feeling yourself. I was feeling myself on the Bengals last no, week. I, I respected that pick, but like, I don't right. need to do that to the 49ers. You know, the 49ers faithful. They already might. You know, I've picked against them the last two weeks, um, yeah. and I'm here, and they're probably hating them, themselves right now because they're listening. Like, ah, well, that's the end of the season because they yeah. know I'm bad at spreads. So. Yep. And Cheers. and. and and I and I I appreciate you picking Niners because I'm all over the Rams in this one. Thank you for not squad riding the Rams into oblivion. The Rams are going to win this game. They're going to win it by a touchdown plus, so they will cover the three and a half. And you know what? It, 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 you you mentioned you mentioned the 49ers front four. Yeah, it is really good. And and one of their you know big strengths was being able to not have to blitz all the time, right? Aaron Rodgers looked uncomfortable at times. Just because they were getting home with four, maybe bring one extra blitzer. They don't. They don't have to do you know a, a whole lot. But you know what? The Rams against Tom Brady. They 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 made him look extremely uncomfortable. They made him bleed. They made Tom Brady bleed. Right. I mean that's that's something in its own right. But all, all jokes aside, the Rams can make life really difficult on Jimmy G. And you know what? The the narrative in this one is the 49ers own the Rams. I mean, we 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 know we know this. In in a game that the that the the Niners had to have, they pulled it out. They they always do this sort of thing. I think the clock strikes midnight. The the Cinderella run for the 49ers is finally over. Like like yourself, I have been picking against them uh frequently and I've been wrong. But you know what? I'm not I'm not stopping now. I, I just don't believe that Jimmy G. You know, when pressured by Aaron Donald, Von Miller, I just don't believe he's going to be able to make the throws that's needed to make. Like, you know what we saw in the Super Bowl when he, you know, overshot was that Manny Sanders. Like, so, I mean, I I just, I, I have a lot more faith in what I saw from the Rams and Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and that connection. I don't, I don't necessarily see uh, the Niners being able to cover that three and a half. Yeah. Well, what Jimmy Garoppolo does is he wins football games. That's what he does. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's ugly or if it's, you know, it's it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. No, but he wins football games. And he, I have, I don't know his career record as a starter, but he does it and he does it time and time again. And him and Shanahan have yeah. this great, you know, we might be stinking for three quarters, but we're going to win football games. And they really found something against the Rams that last time when they were down 17 nothing. You always saw Ram, Sean McVay celebrating in the end zone with Cooper Cup and all the team. And then the, the 49ers said not so fast. And they really established that run game. And sure, you could think, well, the Rams, they're due. They you know they've lost both games to the 49ers this season they need to step up and win this game and they should you know it's hard to beat a team three times in a season let alone twice but still I just have a lot of faith in this 49ers squad I think this defense is playing out of their minds the best they have all season long and Jimmy Garoppolo like I said he's done we don't need a lot out of him but I think he will play much better than he did last year or last game when it was just freezing cold that game was the, the conditions were terrible for Jimmy Garoppolo I think today, and you know what? I'm going to say something. I think I bet you they get Trey Lance involved in this game. Maybe something crazy. I'm thinking Trey Lance is going to be playing a role in this one. Maybe he's on the goal line or doing something. I just have a feeling mm. they're going to bring out all the tricks they have for this game to get to the Super Bowl. And I just think three and a half is a little bit too much. I think Matt Gay maybe wins on a field goal at the end. But, man, I'm riding with the 49ers into the ground. You can't stop me. No, you you kind of helped make my point for me, though. you got division rivals. You've got a team that's pretty much owned the other division rival. You know, beat them twice this year, going for a third time playing at Los Angeles. And you know what's actually really interesting? We, this isn't football related, but the Rams are trying to block 49ers fans from taking over their stadium again. I don't know if you read about that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to make sure ticket sales go to Rams fans. But psst, 
you know what? There's not a whole lot of Los Angeles Rams slash Chargers fans out there. So like their stadium's still going to get taken over. <laughs> like, I mean, the moving, moving, you know, the team to LA, sure. But you 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 have like split market share, but whatever. I mean, truthfully, I, I, I see, I see the Rams winning, you know, convincingly we're do we're kind of do a blowout, right? Do you, do you feel that you, do you feel that way given the last weekend of football that we saw, I think one of these games, you know, between the two, I hope it's not Bengals, please not Bengals, but I, 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 I hope, I hope this is the blowout and I hope the Rams take care of business because Matt Stafford in a Super Bowl would be a really cool narrative. And I think he's got the clutch gene uh, as shown against the, the Bucks that he can do it. Yeah, you know, I, this game could go either way, obviously. And if the Rams win easily, won't even be mad. I love Stafford. And I want to root for him, and I want to see all his success in the world. But I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith in him. I think, you know, the 49ers have obviously been here before. They've obviously – I mean, both teams have made the Super Bowl in recent memory. So, you know, both teams have a winning culture behind them. I just think they'll be able to get it done. Debo Samuel's just been an absolute menace. And really, I just think their offense will manufacture ways to get down the field. And I just can't imagine we look at that 49ers defense – not letting Cooper Cup beat them. That's not happening. So they're going to look to other guys and maybe Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe for the third straight week, we ride with him again. He's over receiving Ooh. yards. I feel like we he, we deserve it. He, we deserve it because the man's been on a mission. But it's yeah. going to be a great game. And I'm excited for this one. And I'm curious what who exactly we not get to see in the Super Bowl. But and either way, these two teams, I mean, it's not the, not you, the Bucks from last year. Are, so you, you, are you excited to wear a clown nose uh, next week? Because I'm it's used going to, to, to like three straight weeks. So it's really would just be, it would be unlike me to not be wearing it, I would say. <laughs> this is my home on your, on your face. So, Man. so everybody tune in next week to see Austin wearing it when, when the Rams win. All right, final score. Let's do a quick final score prediction. Rams 28 uh Niners 14 <laughs> you have disrespected them sir um all right we're gonna give uh we give 49ers 24 Rams 21 49ers pulling off the upset oh, whoa bold <laughs> that came out of nowhere <laughs> I, had to, I had to support them they deserve it what would you give your sport uh score pick for Bengals Chiefs uh, while we're at it? Oof. do you have um, faith do you have faith or no do you have faith in Joe Shiesty um I do but it's like it's like thirty one twenty four faith. That's why he's gonna cover for me. So <laughs> it's not it's not it's not faith like outright, but it's like faith enough to cover my spread, which is what I'm going out on here. Okay, I respect that. Um, I think I don't even want to give you a score prediction for that one because I don't want to jinx your Bengals. But um, I'll go with Chiefs win that one. We'll go thirty five to twenty four. Sorry, Bengals. I will, I will be rooting for you. I'm actually trying to jinx the Chiefs if anyone's out there. Um, I, this is not a – but I'm just trying to jinx them. I want say the 42 – fine. Say 42-10 or something like that if you're trying to jinx them. This is this is the biggest blowout we will ever see. The Bengals have no chance, and they will – I would put my whole house and life savings on Chiefs money line. Put it in all your parlays. It's an absolute war to lock. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Like Did, I said, do it? Did I do it well? Yeah, spreads spreads are not your forte. So I'm I'm hoping that if you're confidently picking the Chiefs to cover, they don't. So, hey, so quick side note though, I did go three for four in my spread picks last week. So small pat yeah, on the back. You had a, you had a day, and I went three for yeah. four in my player props. You know? Then the, and that's what we do. We're we're a dynamic duo. Spreads and player props. This is why they're calling our shot community. This is why they pay us the big bucks. This is why <laughs> they can uh, just maybe a spoiler a couple weeks away, but or a couple months away. 
we'll be teaming up for the baseball season, which is exciting. Yes. You'll be doing player. Or I'll be doing player props. You'll be doing spreads. It should be a good time. We have some exciting things coming for uh, February 1st, too. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for that for our COS All-Stars as well. But final take, we're just going to look at the Super Bowl odds right now. Just because we obviously were given our takeaways the past couple of weeks. You gave the Bengals at plus 1,500. Now your value's in half, plus yeah. 800. So pretty good value of the Chiefs, plus 125. Zero value on that. They basically, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not even the. I, I would never take that terrible bet, but maybe they maybe they get to the Super Bowl and then you can hedge. But the Rams plus two ten, the 49ers plus four fifty. You see anything any value here in any of these lines? I feel like all the value's just been absolutely just soaked dry out of all of them. Yeah, well, last week I also I also directed people to towards the Rams plus four hundred. If you if you would have remembered that, because I told you they were going to beat the Bucks and they did. So I mean, I still see a little bit of value on Rams plus two ten because I you know I, I do think they do beat the 49ers and set up an interesting matchup probably with most likely with the Kansas City Chiefs. And yeah. you know what? Anything can happen in that one. So I do kind of like plus two ten. It's it's a to me it's worth a sprinkle, right? And if you want to be crazy, I mean, Bengals plus eight hundred. Just, I, I gave you them at plus two thousand. If you would have, if you to all you loyal podcast listeners uh, weeks ago, but yeah, I mean, Bengals. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I don't mind the value in the Rams. I hope that one loses. I hope the 49ers kind of keep moving on to cash my spread pick. But either way, I think we have a lot of fun here, and and the this podcast has been awesome and so we got only a couple more weeks of the nfl season to go through but hopefully we get some great games this weekend any uh final takeaways for the people no i'm just i'm super excited and hit that subscribe button if you aren't sub though Twenty-five thousand is on the horizon and that's going to mark a really big milestone for the cos community so definitely definitely uh you know love all you guys to support out there hit that subscribe button yeah, we appreciate you guys always for tuning in the podcast. If you're listening on podcast platforms, we appreciate you guys too. We I think we, last week was one of our most downloaded uh, episodes yet. So we appreciate everyone that keeps uh, downloading them. We really can't do it without you guys. So we love doing this. The podcast is never going to stop after the NFL season. I know we just talked about NFL right now, but we're really just trying to enjoy it while we have six, mm-hmm. seven months off. While, and we'll get into a bunch of different sort of questions after the season ends. But we're just trying to enjoy it. Next week, we'll be back again. So we if always subscribe. The podcast will be live next week, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. My final note, if you're this far into the podcast, it's probably already happened maybe, but the live stream is tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time, our normal live stream sponsored by Dimer. So for the full NBA slate, I appreciate you guys for always tuning in. And Logan, for Logan, for Austin, we'll catch you guys again in the next one. Let's have a great weekend in the NFL. Hopefully we make some money. My my video for my NFL best bets, I don't know when that will be live. So just put turn on the bells down below, and then you'll never have to worry about it. We appreciate you guys in the call on our shop podcast, episode 22. We'll see you guys in the next one.